Pushing Back Chaos with Mel and Mike and Raph. Welcome back to another episode of Pushing Back Chaos with me, Paul Mel McFadden. I hope you guys are all going well. I hope you're uh, pushing through and uh, looking for some areas, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, where you can uh, apply yourselves and uh, get ahead. We're joined by Mike, who's not in his usual location. He's sitting on a beautiful riverbank. And, uh, well, you might not see his face, which is a good thing. You're going to see some beautiful views. How are you, Mike? Hey, what's up, dude? Uh, yeah, I'm changing the scenery up. So usually I have, like, the uh, the background for the Pushing Back Chaos icon up, which I guess kind of boring. Uh, I'm not going to show my face or anything, but here's the wonderful Potomac River in Washington, D.C., and some fountains this morning, having some breakfast and coffee out here. And, uh, yeah, mate, it's, it's a nice little morning. Um, sitting out here just reflecting on stuff. We were chatting it up a little bit before we hit record. And I'm actually up here. I totally forgot about it. I'm not going to lie, but I've been on the road and back and forth, back and forth. Uh, this weekend is the Arlington National Cemetery trip for the charity group I work with, Operation Once a Lifetime. And all the veterans from all the wars are flying in today. So I think there's going to be about 30 or 40 veterans from, I think, Korea, Vietnam, and on the GWAT, of course, and everything else. Uh, flying in today to D.C., and then tomorrow they'll go to the cemetery visit some of their uh, their fallen. So, uh, unfortunately, I can't be there tomorrow, so I'm staying here today to help out where I can and get to talk to them. I love sharing stories, and especially the older generation. Uh, but duty calls, so I have to drive home late tonight and uh, get back on that plane and, and Charlie Mike. So. I'm going to enjoy it while I can. Well, it's super cool you're there. And it's, uh, it's a great view. It's a, it's, I, I had no idea how wide the Potomac was at that point. Initially, yes. I thought that was uh, the beach, you know, when you first came <laughs> on. It is what you think it is, you know. And then you got some little waterfalls back here, like back behind me, you know, along the rocks. So it's a nice little environment, dude. And uh, we're joined by a, a Dash 3, the third wingman Tio is still off uh, delivering people safely home from travel and taking people on vacations and, uh, you know, doing what he has to do there. He's taking care of business. But we've uh, got a replacement, much better looking, uh, slightly more aggressive member of the team is joining us. How are you going there, number three? Uh, so aggressive. <laughs> I'm so chill. I am so opposite of aggressive. Very chill and actually really... Enjoying seeing Mike's view there, which looks really cool. Um, enjoy that. A shame it's only one day, but um, I'm sure, yeah, you'll relax after the week you've had. Yeah, it's definitely so, a day of recovery and enjoyment. So I uh, kind of had a hard landing, I'll say, I'll say, and messed up my knee about a week and a half, two weeks ago. So I got a knee brace on. I don't know if you can see the little knee brace there, but yep. it's uh, it's getting better and good recuperation and physical therapists have been great. And, you know, I'm very thankful for those people to help me get back to being healthy and I can go in the direction I need to be going. So, but yeah, today, R&R, relaxation and get to enjoy some good people. Yeah, it's super cool. I'm sure the 
listeners can imagine uh, exactly what you would have been doing that would cause the <laughs> need for a knee brace. I know I've worn one many, many times after rugby uh, over the years. Um, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And I know that there might, there may have been even uh, a little birdie was telling me, Mike, perhaps uh, a bit of activity even occurring after the, the knee was perhaps a bit damaged. You weren't quite sure whether it was right to go, but you pushed on anyway. Wouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. I mean, there comes a point. I mean, there's being smart and being hard. I definitely try to balance the two. Like, it's good to be smart so you don't re injure yourself permanently or something more drastic. Uh, you know, I, I really like the the saying, your best ability is availability. And it's very yeah. true when it comes to a, to a team environment, especially when, uh, you know, the, the goal is combat, but the result could be injury or death. Uh, you definitely have to be available in order to help your guys. So I took a, I took a knee, literally. <laughs> and, uh, did an honest, <laughs> honest evaluation, and I want to make sure that I had the facts right and what was going on. And then once they said nothing was torn, um, I was like, okay, well, I can get back out there and keep going. I just need to adjust how I do a couple things. And I finished out the uh, the next week and really had no issues, so it worked out. But yeah, again, just really grateful for the medical people, physical therapists, the dedication. You know, it's it really is a team effort uh, in these types of environments that I, I think it's lost in translation. Even even in sports and everything else, everybody looks at the athletes. Everybody looks at like the the big important people and it's just like dude i couldn't be who i am or what i do without all the people who support and work for us and you know every every piece so um, I'm, I'm grateful for them yeah very true and it might also be true that um you know the rules are for the blind, blind obedience of the new people and for the slightly older people more experienced you know they're, they're the uh the guidance of wise men, blind bees, fools, and guidance of wise men. You're obviously, it's not your first time uh, doing any of this stuff. So you, with that experience, you know when when you need a bit of help and when you're going to be right to go and you're going to probably know your own body and the limits versus what you're trying to do better maybe than a, uh, a doctor or a rule book. So I know you're pushing on a bit sort of in the gray area of, well, you could have been laid up for a long time where you maybe could have been a, super hard nut and tried to go straight away and you balanced it well doing some pretty aggressive stuff still yeah or it could just be that i'm just totally stupid either one <laughs> <laughs> and so we thought we'd get together uh this weekend a bit more of a light-hearted one chesra and i it's our uh our weekend uh where we are and i know you've been able to get down there and uh, blow off some steam with some old friends shout out to kenny g and uh, Pat, I believe there was some winning hands perhaps to be had last night with a, oh my. a late night out. Is that, oh my is, God. that rumor, is that rumor true? It is very true. There's never a surprising moment when I'm with either one of them. So I, I legit think Pat has some kind of like gambling problem. Like as soon as he gets money in his hand, he has to jump table to table like a rabbit. And then... I always, I don't think I said it any less than like seven times last night, but everybody listened to Kenny G's story uh, from, I think, Not Your Average Operator when we interviewed him. You know, Kenny was wounded. He was shot three times in Iraq. And I'm 
100% convinced now that they were magic bullets that hit him because last night I literally <laughs> didn't, I rarely see him lose at anything, whether it's raffle tickets, gambling, uh, whatever the, the, the wow. gamble is, he comes out on the winning side and he won $4,600 last night playing blackjack, Texas Hold'em. And he's from Texas, so he's like master at it. He's telling the dealer how to do it. And then uh, the game of war, he was legit winning at war. I think he won like eight, eight or $900 just playing war. And I'm just sitting back. Just, wow. I, I just don't know. They're just magic bullets. I'm, I'm convinced. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, Jerry, have you got a... I know, I know that I know the answer to this obviously because we live together. We're just we're in split room, so we don't ruin the audio. Uh, have you got a little guest there with you? I do. This is why I was saying I'm I'm very chill because um, I have this little chihuahua that we're pet sitting for two weeks, and uh, she's sort of yeah just decided to hang out with me out here. Can you show her? She's just. Uh, She's just sniffing around the, the the trees and bushes at the moment. So, but actually, I have three dogs here at, at the moment. So I'm loving life, living my best life with dogs. We actually have a right. pet sitting two at the moment, and so we have with as uh, along with our own two a total of four, which is quite funny. Very cute. And they're and they're all big, beastly. Yep. Look, look at that. Just ferocious right. animals, just yeah. patrolling the grounds. Super cute, protecting me as well. Hilarious. So we thought we'd have a bit of a, after, you know, a few heavier topics talking about, you know, mental health through the mental health week of June and um, some conversations after that. We thought it was time to just chill out a little bit. Cherry and I on our uh, weekend, we're both just having a, a quiet drink. Mike had one or maybe two drinks last night with his mates when he caught up on a, a very early night, visited the major cathedrals and art galleries and uh, was in bed by seven because um, he's a clean living, he's a clean living guy. <laughs> but we thought we'd just have, we thought we'd just have, a, have like a, a chill, fun chat about uh, things that make us happy, things we're looking forward to, uh, things that we love from our past, yeah, you know, a bit of throwback perhaps, some chat. So maybe we can uh, start there about just, Things that make you happy, stuff that is in your life that uh, you derive pleasure from. And I might go first. For, for me, it's pretty funny whenever we go on vacation, uh, as soon as I come home, walk in the door, it's like immediately I'm at peak happiness. So I hit my 100%. And it's just because I know that I'm with the family. I've got the kids both there. We're now 16 and 14. Jerry's there. All of us are together. And I know that we're going to have just time together, just that pure, uh, simple. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. You know, you're just, you're just together and you're going to get up in the morning. You're going to do your thing. We don't hustle on our, our vacations. We, we like to chill. We like a lot of time just to potter around or sit and have a coffee. You know, we don't rush around and do a lot of stuff. But for me, really, it's just a key thing. And I, the older I get, the more I value it. And it, it's just time with my immediate family, time with my kids, time with Cherry. And it is funny because um, now the kids are 16 and 14. You can sort of see that there's a point coming where these little people who are now young adults are going to be adults. 
And Chiri and I are both very aware of that. And there's, there's a study that shows when the kids move out, that that, that is the date at which you've spent 85% of your time that you'll ever spend with them. And, you know, we've known that. And it's just a, it's a good centering uh, thought to carry in your head for those times when, you know, you might be having just the normal rough times of families or frustrations or, or whatever it is. You can just put it all in perspective and just know that there's going to be a time when you're looking back on this uh, with a lot of fondness. And if you, if you could much later down the track, you'd, you'd give a lot to have one more day with them when they're all together. So for me, things that it's the simplest thing in the world and it's just time, time with uh, Cherry, Annie and Michael. And I just absolutely love it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. How about you, Mike? Have you got uh, something you can share with everyone that makes, makes you happy? Uh, yeah, and, and I think that's a great question, man, because being honest, like the last couple of weeks have been really hard uh, being on the roads so much and it, it kind of goes back and forth. Like some, sometimes I shift from like being in the present to going in the past and then straight to the future and then back to the present. Like I'm, I'm jumping around and again, being completely transparent, I, I think it's just lack of discipline, lack of control with that, that I've kind of been struggling with, you know? So it's like, I know for me personally, like all these trips that I'm doing, like I'm pretty much booked up until November. So since from April until November, like my schedule is just work. And I, I have very little free time, like days like today are like a godsend, you know? So just the fact that I'm sitting here and I'm in a chair, I'm not moving. I had a good breakfast and coffee and it's, it's quiet. It's peaceful. There's some water in front of me. Like, it's just really nice, man. Like just little things like this is such a, a welcome. Uh, so honestly, the, there's not a lot of crazy big things that I'm like super excited about in the near future. It's just little things like this that I can take time and just kind of breathe and, and, and relax. And it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. It doesn't have to be like huge, big things. But I mean, again, I'm grateful that I'm here with Pat and Kenny and we had a fun time last night and all these veterans are flying in today and I get to sit and talk with these old timers and, you know, I, I, I talked about learning a life lesson two years ago when I was here from, um, you know, from the guy, William, 93 year old Korean war veteran. And he, he like literally changed my life and I wasn't even planning on it. I didn't build it up to this big thing. It just kind of happened naturally. And it was, it was so nice. So maybe that'll happen again today. Uh, I'm really hoping. So I guess, no, Can I, you I know remind I us, Mike, of that, that story. Sure. Uh, so uh, it's no secret. A couple of years ago, I was going through a lot and I, I came up here on this trip and I met this guy, William, his 93 year old Marine veteran from Korea. And he was there visiting his, uh, his buddy, Bill, uh, who was buried at Arlington. And he shared a story with me. And I never met this guy in my life, mind you. And we walked around Arlington all, all day went to the Vietnam wall, the Korean war veteran uh, memorial, like everything in DC at the national mall. And I literally shared my entire life with this guy and he did the same. So we talked about life, love, combat, losing teammates, frustrations, hopes, dreams, like literally everything. And like, I just felt like I knew this guy for like 30 years by the end of the day, like just one day. And then the next morning, on Sunday, he came down and he's like, please don't leave yet. I need to talk to you. And I said, okay. So he comes down and 
He's like, I, I was praying about it all night because I just want you to know, I've never talked to somebody like I've talked to you yesterday in my entire life about what we talked about. And I was like, wow, that's, wow. that's pretty special, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know why it was me or whatever. And he's like, I don't know either, but I just wanted to share this with you. And he, and he just said, God must really love you. And I kind of looked at him and I was just like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, because I've heard that a hundred million times and different, different ways. And how do you want me to take it? And I felt kind of backwards because I shared a lot of pain that I was going through my personal life in particular. And he just looked at me and says, dude, God must really love you because he's given you all the hard stuff at the beginning of your life so that the rest mm. of your life will be that much better. And I seriously almost cried. Like uh, we were in the lobby in the hotel, the place I'm at now. And I just kind of like my, you feel you feel the weight in your chest you feel the the emotions and then behind your eyes just wall up like a like a dam and i just wanted to like cry and i gave him the biggest hug and i just felt like such a connection to him and i and literally i never knew this guy we had 60 years difference in, in life i was 33 at the time he was mm. he was 93 and we we're both combat wow. veterans and we just felt like this connection and uh i wasn't expecting that and i walked away just completely uh changed for my for my whole life so um like i said maybe today so, that'll happen again it's such a fascinating thing mike so i mean that's an amazing thing to get feedback from someone 60 years down the road ahead of you and it's such an authentic uh connection to have to be able to share the experience with a combat veteran to combat veteran across the generations like we're all the same I was listening to a, a study the other day on human happiness and it was a big multi-country, all different cultures, you know, tens of thousands of people involved in this study and they were assessing human happiness and fulfillment across the board about how people rate their own lives and they had three groups and it was broadly people who'd had a pretty good life, you know, that had they'd never really had major suffering, that had their life had flowed and had a lot of success then there was a middle group that had sort of a mixed road and then there was a third group that had a pretty tough life and unsurprisingly the people who had the, the tough life rated their life um as as the lowest in terms of happiness but it was the middle group was people that the people who had the the sort of the good life as you look at it they weren't the highest level in terms of assessing how happy they were and, and and so on. It was the people who'd had a major challenge that they had overcome and they'd been able to move forward in their life were the ones who then rated their life the highest in terms of like satisfaction and overall fulfillment. I think there's really something in that where you're talking about that statement from the, the old veteran that God must really love you because he gave you so many challenges and hard times at the start of your life. So that then the rest of your life can be really beautiful. I think that there's, I think that he has captured something as an insight. A person with a lot of experience at the end of their, you know, in their winter years, with a lot of experience behind them, that's reflected in this study. That it's not just people on a upward trajectory their whole life that are having a, a great life. Like I wouldn't swap with those people. I know that Cherry and I have worked through a lot of really hard times together. With health major health challenges and, and all the rest of it and it's 
it's on the other side of those things, there's a lot of enjoyment and, and happiness and satisfaction and fulfillment. And I think that there might be something parallel from just this guy's insight as a person with a huge amount of life experience in this, this study. Do you think there might be any, anything to that, Mike, that having had some challenges and difficult times early in your life, that um, maybe when the good times come, maybe you savor them or you're grateful for them in a different way that maybe will enhance the meaning? Uh, absolutely. And, you know, I, last episode, I shared that list of things that, uh, things that I've been through and the lessons that came from them ultimately. And you have to view those as a positive. If you, if you choose to learn the lesson, that is, uh, we always have a choice to go, you know, something happens, we can be, we can make it for us, or we can let it break us. Um, am I speaking to the point of like, I've let it be for us every time? No, I've let so many things break me and gone down the hole and become somebody I didn't want to be because of, uh, I was upset. I was angry. I let it take over me. And honestly, I, I blatantly, <laughs> I still struggle with it. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I went, I had, I had counseling yesterday morning. Uh, I'm, I'm still going, you know, and I'm still trying to figure out a pathway forward and, and how to deal with certain things, but I don't want to, I don't want it to define me. I don't want it to be my anchor in my life where, Hey, why'd you have a shit day today? Well, because of this yeah, every time it's like, I don't want to be that guy. I know who, who I want to be and where I want to go. And I really, I really like ingest the, the little things uh, that make me happy. You know, like I said, sitting here right now, looking at, looking at this, this fountain and listening to the water or the Potomac, or I'm in the shade and the birds flying around, you know, just like little tiny things, man, just, it's so nice in a world of, in a world of chaos and the stuff that I, I do for work and how intense it is. Yeah. And it's just all the time. It's always, always intense. It's so nice just to sit mm -hmm. back and just like be at peace, you know? <laughs> so. Hey, I've got a question, Mike. So this conversation that you, the two of you had, were you, were you sitting somewhere and everything kind of just came out within, you know, one conversation? Were you guys like going somewhere or doing something? How, because I find it interesting that he, he's a 96 year old is saying that he's not been able to say the things that he said to you to anybody else. It's a long life to live and not, not share some things like that. You know, it's, to me, it says a lot about, I guess, like the generational ways in which we share or don't share, and that yeah. these conversations that that now in this in this day and age, like we've got to make it okay to to share it. Yeah, it's he was definitely a, from the Stoic era. You know, I think that era of people mm -hmm. they didn't talk about feelings, they didn't talk about all that they were very stoic within their approach to mm. problems or different things, you know, maybe different people didn't say, I love you as much as they should have, or express themselves, you know, which is kind of, you know, it was just that generation. And it was probably because of world war two and Korea and like what the, what, it, what the world was asked to do. Um, yeah. But honestly, thinking back on it, I sat, I, I saw him on the bus. So in the morning from the hotel, there's a bus that comes and that shuttles us to Arlington. And 
I got on the bus and he was just sitting by him, you know, by himself at the time. And, and I just right. talked over, I said, uh, I was like, this seat's taken, you know? And he just kind of giggled. And I was like, I was like, you mind if I sit by you, sir? And I sat down, he, he had no idea who I was. And, uh, I just sat, talked to him. I introduced myself and he's like, uh, are you in the military? I said, yeah, I'm still active duty. And how about you? And, you know, I was in Korea as a Marine and visiting my buddy Bill here and, and it was just a, you know, genuine introduction. And then I went, followed them around and I said, Hey, I, I'd like to tag along with you today, if you don't mind. And I'll share some stories of my friends that are here. And I'd love to hear about Bill and how you knew him. And that was his best mate, best friend. And, uh, oh, man. Yeah. we talked, we talked about everything. I mean, just from like before the war, during the war, after the, you know, after the war, uh, stories with mm. family, how they stayed in contact with family and friends and growing up and when they had kids and how important he wow. was when he, when his kids got married and just, just literally everything. It just flowed because there was a, this, wow. this, this connection there, but yeah, uh, it just, yeah, it just kind of happened. And then I think the real, definitely the most important part is when we got to the cemetery and we got to Bill's stone just to see a grown man, 93 years old, choke up and the way he spoke about his best friend. Uh, you can't fake that. And he got, he got teared up and it was hard for him, but there was also a lot of smiles going on. And then the stories started flowing about, man, this one time we were doing this and, we were wild and young and we did this, that, whatever, what I would give to go back and have the, that day again with Bill or having this experience with him and this, that, whatever. And it was, uh, it was just so important to pay attention to for myself because this guy was replaying his life pretty much in front of me. And all these good, happy emotions were coming out of like a natural thing, which is death. And Bill or, uh, William was still able to like walk away happy. Like he was so grateful. He's like, man, I actually had a, a best friend like that. Can you believe that? I actually had a best friend as good as Bill. And man, I'm, I'm so lucky, you, you know? And it was like a happy moment. It was, it was really cool to, to experience and see and feel. So. And it's such a great such attitude a... To, to kind of remember, like that you can, you, you can be, you can be happy and you can be okay and you can still honor the person that you was your best friend. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes that's easier said than done. I think, um, for sure. I, th I think people come into your life. You know, I think I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I'm really, this is something I'm going through, but I think people come into your life and they really have an impact on you and you can, call them your best friend at some point. And then for whatever reason, mm. they end up, they end up leaving uh, for whatever reason. It could be a million different reasons. And you miss mm. your best friend. You, you really, you know, they, they were there for you. They, they helped you grow. They did all kinds of stuff. And it was like, man, you were supposed to be in my life, my whole life as my best friend. And, and now that mm. they're gone, all you have is like memories and old feelings and experiences. And you wish that there was like more sometimes, but maybe you're not able to have them. And instead of like 
being so focused and being negative on being like, well, I don't have that anymore. It's not, I still don't have it. It's taking a step right. back and going, wow. Like, like William taught me is, man, you were lucky enough just to have that type of person in your life. Mm-hmm. Cause some people well, never, some people never will, you know? I love that. I love that saying about people will come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And it's, it's sort of saying that everyone that comes into your life, it's not always going to be that forever friendship. It's a reason that you may have needed them in that moment. They might have needed you and then they're gone. A season might be that you, a chapter in your life where you have someone in life that's just in that chapter. It's just, it's not, it's not a lifelong friendship. And that, and that all of these friendships are, are, are great regardless that's such yeah. a beautiful thing for William to have shared with you an insight from someone who's no doubt if he was in the Korean War he also lost many many close friends for him to say it's such a beautiful observation how lucky you are to have had those men as friends like it really it really mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing and, you know, there's, there's obviously the sadness and the loss of not having them, but it, it's such a blessing. Mm-hmm. I know Mike and I, you and I talk a lot about our fathers both passing and there's, there's like the flip side of being really sad that they're gone is that they were such amazing men and so much to learn from them. And so, like, I think about my dad all the time. I was just, <laughs> just during the week, I just said to Cherry how much my dad would have loved her. She's such a good mother and all of those sorts of things. And I think that's really how you can really honor them is, is having that awareness of how happy they'd be for you or how would they feel about these challenges or these good times that you're going through or what sort of advice would they give you? Like I think about it all the time, like well, how would my dad had handle these family pressures or what would he say in my situation as a father, what would, what would he say to the kids? Or, you know, you sort of got like a, do you know what I mean? You've got like a, I don't even know the, the word I'm trying to, to dig up here, but you've got like a framework of this person as you understood them and they can be with you still. And you can sort of go to them and ask them for advice or think about what would they it's do like in this the situation. They like, would give you. Yeah, that's right. How happy yeah, the would they be? They would give you based on your understanding of their values and their principles and how they lived when they yeah, were yeah. here. Well, maybe last night, Mike, you know, you're at the casino with great mates and how happy some of your other mates who weren't there, how happy they'd be to, to know that you were there having a great time. You know, and it can be poignant and it can be happy in that, that sort of mixed way. Because I know that yeah. if I wasn't here, I'd want everyone who's who I love. I'd 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 love to know that they're having a, a wonderful life. I'd love to know that they're having good peak yeah. experiences and and enjoying their time. That's that's a really that's a really nice thing to do. Uh, it reminds me of Mister Rogers, who's a Pittsburgh yeah. kid, by the way. And <laughs> I know we I, loved that we, film, by the way. We loved that oh, yeah. film when you recommended it. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's so nice. I mean, he was such a good human being. I I, I think the world needs a Mister Rogers still more than ever. Um, 
but he he gave a speech. I think he got a, like a lifetime achievement award, and rightfully so. Uh, he said in his speech, "I want you to like to this whole crowd of like millionaires and all these people that have you know like actors and whatever else." He said, "I want you all to take ten seconds and think about your life and the success and and how and the things that you have and that you're happy." And he's like, I want you to take 10 seconds to think about the person that meant the most to you, whether they're here on earth or they're in heaven. Think about them. And he's like, I'll watch the time and literally watches his watch for 10 seconds. And this entire place is dead silent. And they pan across the room and some people just start smiling. Some people tear up and they're crying or whatever. And he goes, how special those people must have felt knowing that you thought of them in that moment you know wow. like really think about that like that that was such a beautiful thing to think about whether it's your parents you know mel and your dad or my dad or whoever about what you're doing in your life the way you're living it how you treat people going about being a good person uh those people are smiling down and very you know just very happy very proud to like see who you are and i think if that doesn't yeah fix up your day to feel a little bit better and be a little bit more happy, even if you're having a hard time. Uh, I know I'm very proud of the people I know around me that when I know they're having a hard time, like I am, they're out there trying their best and they're, they're not giving up and they're giving their best. They're, they're still smiling. They're still taking a second to, to pause and be like, yeah, but it could be worse. Or at least I have this or, you know, and, and it will pass and they recognize it. And that yeah. just makes me, me very proud of them to see those type of people in my life that are, you know, they're not going to quit. They're not going to give up. So such, mm. such great feedback. That, such um, good. That, um, that actually is a scene that's part of the film. If anyone has not watched it yet, it's a really moving film. Um, and at the end they show the actual Mr. Rogers, not, not the Tom Hanks um, playing his character, but, I believe, Mike, it's a Golden Globe or an Academy Award night. And yeah. uh, he's actually been given an award. And the people that are in the audience are, as you say, they're actors and they're really influential people. And he just the way that he asked them to stop and take that 10 seconds, and you can imagine the producers of the show probably thinking, get this guy up, you know. <laughs> um, but that... He, he he had such an amazing um, presence and, and had a way of getting people to really think about the special people in their life and to think about the positive things. And and you said this earlier about trying to always see the positive side of things. Um, and I agree with you. I think we, we everyone needs a Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Um, and if it's not someone that, you know, just yourself, that if you can look at your, any situation that comes up that's challenging and, say what it, what's the positive aspect to this I think it when I do it for myself it just it gets me out of whatever hole that I'm in like immediately to just think what is what's the positive out of this that I can take and sometimes so you can't things- find it sometimes you can't find it on your own and you need other people to help for you sure. al- along the way you know like Will was to me for sure and that's okay yeah yeah yeah, sorry. I was gonna. I was gonna say, 
what are the things that you're that make you happy, Cherry? So, um, yeah, similar to what you were saying, you know, um, I'm really loving this time. It's even though it's summer here, and the weather is literally during the hottest part of the day, it's probably 48, 49, 50 Celsius. What's that in Fahrenheit? Really hot. 120. <laughs> right. Heading towards Death Valley. Not quite Death Valley, but heading that Yeah, way. exactly. Um, and so summer here can be pretty challenging because there's not really a lot that you can do. It, it might as well be snowing out. Um, so, but what I love about this time of the year is that both of my kids have finished school. They're on school break and um, a lot of the pressure is off just to be in a, a strict schedule and timeline of the day for the day. And to have Michael home and not at school. Um, and then when Paul comes home and he's here for you know three or four days over the weekend, it really is just the four of us. And to me that every time this time comes up every year, I think this is really special because it's not, it's not something that's gonna occur every year. Um, and so, you know, Michael and I watched a film. He, Michael's watching the top top 50 movies or something. And so he and I just, you know, sat in bed and watched a film the other night and both freaking out over different parts of this movie. And I just, I just really love that time. It's, it's two hours and, you know, he was sitting in the same bed watching TV and watching something together and, just doing the same thing, not talking much, but yeah, just being together was really nice with my teenage boy, you know. What, so, what film were you watching? Uh, Whiplash. It's about a, a, a student, a, a drummer. He's learning how to be at this school. He can already play drums, but he's learning how to be better and to be under the tutelage of this awful teacher. So um, it's a great film. Um, I think it's won some awards. And, uh, yeah, it was just a really nice, nice thing to do together. I think, it's, I think it's so important to sit here and, like, share these examples. And, you know, I don't know who's all listening, if it's younger people, like teenagers or maybe middle, middle of the road or older. But I know the mid to older range of, of listeners are probably like, yeah, I can totally relate to Cher Cherry's story about spending time with their kids and enjoying those moments. But what would I say to the younger generation of like teenagers, maybe you're in your 20s and you're listening to all this, is like really take a second and listen about what's being said, because I think the perception is that there needs to be these one-liners, there needs to be like just these quick mantras of your daily life that you go about and it makes everything better and in a way i think it's a good jump start when you hear a quick message like some of these other um when you hear some of these other uh podcasts or stories and it's like very big and flashy and it captures your attention really quick but i think that's only going to get you so far and i think you need to take the time to dive into these situations like we do and really dig into the reasons why things are bad, why things should be happy, why you should be grateful, why you should be all these different things. Because like anything, anything 
built fast does not last. I really like that. Uh, when you really study and take your time and understand the why and how and construct something, it's just always more solid and grounded. And getting into discussions like this is definitely going to help you in your life within your friendships, within your family, uh, at work, doing whatever, and under, truly understanding everything. Um, and it just kind of popped in my head because it's like, man, why don't I, what am I listening to Melon and Cherry talk about? Oh, they're spending time with their teenage kids. Well, maybe you're the teenager, right? And you need to understand like what's important to your parents and how important it is because one day you're not going to have your parents, you know, and vice versa. Things are going to evolve mm. and change and you need to be grateful for these things that you're experiencing now and allow yourself to experience it there's a, a lot of what we've just been talking about the three of us it, 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 it's so interesting how like we sort of converge on some very simple moments we're not talking about you know being on a plane flying somewhere or having spent big bucks on a ticket to a concert or it, we're talking about really simple moments like what Mike is doing right, like right this moment, sitting in the shade with birds and kids and water and anticipating spending time with friends later on today. And Cherry talking about sitting in bed, just watching a movie with her son or me talking about. And, and, and it's funny, it's like <clears throat> I go away now and work, you know, half a week away and come home and have, have three days at home with the family. And coming in the door to the house, and typically I'm pretty spoiled. I'm greeted by some beautiful food. The house smells amazing. And normally Annie's playing music as I come in the house, and it's a pretty amazing homecoming. These are simple pleasures. And I, and I think what Mike is talking about, if you are to spend time with some older people, they're the ones who are listening to this and nodding like, yeah, yeah, this is all super obvious when you get more experience, it's these little things that are, these are the moments that you live for. Like there's not something better than this. And, and, and certainly in the modern age with, we've all got a device in our pocket being our mobile phone, which is sending all the social media and the constant stream and chasing stuff and all the psychologists building the algorithm to have us chasing serotonin and dopamine that these devices can provide. That it can be, you get this feeling that seeing people on social media posting all these amazing photos and all this sort of stuff that it's, the happiness is out there and you'll get it at some point. And it's not those things that you value. There's research that's been done with people in palliative care. So people who are end of life, cancer or, or old age, and I, like I've listened to some interviews with people who work in palliative care counsellors and they've got those consolidated lists of uh, like feedback from people at the end of their life. What were the keys to a happy life or what were the keys, what were the, what, what were the biggest things that they, the lessons that they were able to derive from these people at this time? And it's, it's all about the relationships. It's, it's about their family connections, their deep friendships. It's living in the present moment. It's about gratitude and appreciation. It's about letting go of regrets. There's, they're really simple lessons and they're in all of the books of wisdom that have been passed down to us. You know, the different religious groups out there all, all value these things. 
this is like every culture on earth passes these, these are like the tenets on how to live well. And there's a lot to be said in it. And it's like Mike was saying, like slowing down, just taking the, the foot off the accelerator, taking a knee and looking for these little things in your day, calling your mum and telling her you love her and being in the, in the conversation. But there's a lot of stuff that we can all do that is very simple that is going to add a lot of meaning and happiness to the day. And it doesn't have to be something big and flashy. Mm. Well, I like that thing, Mike, you just said, anything built fast does not last. And it's these enduring relationships give satisfaction and happiness and meaning and fulfillment because they're such like bedrock. You know, it's, it's been a long, slow build and it's something that's super sturdy. You know, it's made of uh, strong concrete. It's got good foundations. Yeah. Um, hmm. It's really like this topic today. I, I, I know it's kind of towards the end of the thing, but I just want to say, while well, it's fresh in my mind, is like two challenges that I got for everybody just listening to this section. One is I want, if you're listening, I want you to take a piece of paper and I want you to write down really think about it, take, take five good minutes and really think about one, maybe two, maybe three people who you're truly grateful for, whether they're here or not. And, it, and I, yeah, I'm taking this from Mr. Rogers because this is probably what he wanted in his legacy is for us to think this way, why he did the things he did and really think about how they affected you in such a, a good way. Like maybe I wouldn't be who I am without this person, or I'm so grateful that this person was in my life. And you know what, if they are, if they are still around, write them, uh, I prefer you call them, calling someone and getting a call and say something really nice. Watch the reaction that you get. You never forget that we're all going through something that we're always struggling. And, you know, we're always asking ourselves, am I doing it right? And, you know, am, am I being a good parent? Am I being a good friend, aunt, uncle, you know, it could be anything. Uh, you're going to make their day if you call them and say, hey, I just want to let you know, I'm just very grateful for you in my life. And you've helped me through so much and, you know, all this stuff. And enjoy that moment because you just added another block mm. to the, the pillar of a great friendship, of a great relationship, whatever it is. And, and really enjoy that side of it. So uh, I would challenge you to, uh, to go and do that now. Hit pause or you can do it at the end of the episode. But I know that's something I'm going to do uh, here shortly. Um, and I'll say it on here. I'm grateful for you both, Ellen and Cherry, for being there in my life the last three years and helping me become the man I am and the mentors that you've been and big, big brother and big sister to me. Uh, I don't think I would, I don't think I would be the man I am or the, have the depth of, uh, you know, <laughs> the depth of understanding that I have about myself now without Lock you guys. Lives. So. Yeah. It's been know, great to have you as a you friend. Thank you. It's not, it's nice to have a brother. Tell to you that because sometimes I don't think he appreciates it, you know. Hey, Mike, I've got a question. You said <laughs> if you think of these people, these one to three people who really have impacted you in a positive way that you're really grateful for having been in your life. And if they're still around, reach out and get in communication with them 100%, have a conversation. And, you know, it's probably the kind of conversation you want pen and paper there to take notes because or re record it somehow because that is going to be something very special for people. 
What should people do if they are thinking of people who perhaps have passed away, Mike, you know, people who are not here with them anymore, but they've got this feeling of love and gratitude and, um, you know, they're so thankful that they had time with this person with their past. Is there something that they can do that might still be something that's helpful or beneficial in, as part of your challenge there? Oh, yeah. That's a great, that's a great question there, Melon. And that's an easy one. Share it. Share, uh, share that feeling, share those thoughts, share those stories uh, with somebody else. That's, that's the beauty of when people aren't here anymore is your memories. You know, Raf said it, nobody remembers you for what you had. It's how you made them feel. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if, you know, like my grandmother, you know, that passed two and a half years ago already. The last conversation I had with her was the most beautiful one I've ever had in my life. And the greatest things in life are not things, right? That, that lesson she, she passed on to me. Do you know how many times I've, I've passed that on to other people? And then I usually finish the conversation with, that's my grandmother. You know, that's passing her on, that's passing the lesson on. And it can't, I can't help but feel happy when I do share that because I see other people smile. And yes, I shared it, but ultimately it was from my grandmother and that makes me love her even more. That mm. makes me miss her. You know what I mean? And it's just a good thing all around. It's a wonderful circle to share. So that's what I would, I would say is don't hold that in, share it with somebody else because they probably need it. And that's probably what that person that's passed on would want you to do. A hundred percent. Imagine yourself in your own life. Mike, you know, you know the... you've shared something special with someone. And then, sorry, I'll just quickly finish. You shared something with someone and, and then you heard later that they were sharing that story with other people that was having an impact and that was being passed out like the ripples in the pond. That, that wow. feeling of how happy they would be after they've passed, that, that story is still having an impact. That is such a beautiful uh, suggestion there, Mike, just to to share the stories, pass the gift. It on. is. Sorry, sorry, Cherry, go ahead. Mike, you know the uh, the so your grandmother had the the little plaque on her wall, like a little sign, and you have yes. that in your apartment. So when I whenever I see that phrase, the best thing in life are not things. I actually think of your grandmother, and I've never met her. <laughs> so it you know like i to me that represents your relationship with her who she was and who she was for you and that she she gave you that that message to to use in your life and i when i see that now as a meme or posted anywhere it's funny i think of i think of that and i don't actually think of the phrase itself and what it means i think of the two of you it's really that that's really interesting well that's one of the best compliments I think you can give Cherry and in a way when we're all talking here right now there's people that are on our mind that have passed that were wonderful great people and in a way even though yeah. I don't hear you saying their names right now I'm getting to know them through both of you because they've influenced you in so many good ways uh, me in so many good ways and we're passing on good things whether we realize it or not or we should be at least or focusing on trying to pass on good things 
because one day, you know, I'm going to be in my grandmother's spot and hopefully my grandchildren are going to be saying, wow, my grandfather was a good man and he was mm. very down and in and he believed in this and, you know, everything that I've done in my life, hopefully they're proud of and they can walk away one day and be like, yeah, that was my grandfather or that was my dad and I couldn't be more proud, you know, and then they're going to pass it on to their kids and so on and so forth. And like, what a beautiful thing, really, what a beautiful thing for your legacy, but also just life and the pursuit of making better everything, better relationships, better communication, better memories, better feelings, you know, all of it. It's really, it's really an amazing well gift. Yeah, well said. I really feel like that that is a really beautiful place to maybe wind this one up. We've been talking about things that make you happy. There's been uh, comments here from myself about time with Cherry, Michael and Annie in the home. Mike sitting there on the banks of the Potomac, just sharing his happiness, just being in the moment, they're having coffee and time to pause and sit and reflect. And he shared the story about feedback from William, who was a Korean War veteran, about how he said to Mike, God must really love Mike because he's been given the challenges and hardships right at the front and there's a beautiful life that's going to come later. I just want to point out there that Mike created that opportunity to have that connection with William by putting himself out there for a conversation and that there's a lot, there's a lot of conversations that might go missed. these beautiful moments of connection and sharing with people that if you're just willing to ask, hey, can I come and sit next to you on the bus? You never know what's on the other side of that. Cherry shared uh, the beauty of school summer holidays, having the kids in the house. And there was a moment of her talking about having a 14-year-old boy in the bed with her watching uh, uh, like a, a movie that's regularly reviewed as one of the top 50 movies of all time and having that connection with him there. Mike talked about anything built fast does not last and that there's the meaningful relationships, the ones that you invest in are going to be a slow burn and they're going to get ones that are strong and they're going to be a foundation for you. And he put down the challenge of writing down the, the three people you're grateful for having had in your life. How did they affect you in a positive way? If they're around, call them and cherish that conversation of sharing with them how much they've impacted your life. And if they've passed, if they've passed on, then share their stories and pass that gift on remembering that the best things in life are not things from Mike's grandma. So we're at the end of the, uh, the episode here and we're really grateful for you guys always stopping by and, and sharing, spending your time with us, your very precious time. Before we wind up there, Cherry, is there anything that you were thinking about sharing that hasn't come out yet and any final thoughts you wanted to leave the listeners with? No, I've really enjoyed the conversation and I've learned a lot just in talking with the two of you, which I always enjoy, but it's, uh, yeah, unusual for me to obviously be on the podcast. Um, but I, yeah, I appreciate you asking me and I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for jumping on at short notice, having just done spin in your spin class. You wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't know from yeah. looking at you that you were all sweaty about 10 minutes before we started. How about yeah. you there, Mike? Are there, yeah. yeah, she's all over it. Mike, are there, are there thoughts that you've, you've had around the topic of happiness that you just wanted to share or 
anything more that you wanted to leave the listeners with before we close? Uh, I already put a, put my challenge out to everybody, man. And I think it's a really good one. Uh, honestly, I was, I'm sitting here thinking about who I want to call and text and just let them know that, you know, and I already let you guys know, I'll definitely let Pat and Kenny know uh, when I shut down here and go in and meet them in the hotel and a couple other people on my life. It's definitely more than three and I want to make sure that they all know it, but no, I think it's just good. Just take take all this on board and no matter what time of the day you're listening to this, maybe you're on day shift, maybe you're on night shift. Um, really think about everything that's going on in your life and, I guarantee you there's there's positives in what's going on and what's moving in your life is 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 for the better. Uh, remember that life is working for you, not against you if you choose to. And I think I think if you can look at things that way, I think you'll find a lot more happiness. You won't destroy or eliminate sadness or hard times. It's just not realistic. So acknowledge that. But I definitely think it's a way of moving about your life and moving with life fluently to put yourself in a much better place than probably a lot of um, society or your peers are, uh, you know, they're comfortable staying there, but I encourage you not to be comfortable staying there. There's so much more out there for you to do and an experience in your life. So go do it. Well, thanks for that, mate. I want you to know, just as we're closing here, that you know, you're one of the people that I'm very grateful for having in my life. You've had an amazing impact on uh, my whole family, Trey, myself, Michael and Annie. We all really look up to you and uh, I'm super grateful for the lengths you go to to provide the security that the rest of us enjoy and where my family life and my family can flourish in the safety of, of people like you and the men that you lead and I know it's not easy what you do and I I really appreciate you for what you do and who you are and, and your, your uh, the stand that you are in the world for all of us to live the way we do and lastly I'm grateful for the listeners I'm really we appreciate you guys more than you can say and if these kinds of conversations are impactful and are helpful for you please share them and uh, you know we never taking anything in a monetary form for any of this there's nothing in this for us other than uh the desire to try and make an impact and contribute so leave a review share it out let us know what you think and send in any topic ideas and uh good luck with mike's challenge i'm sure we'd love to hear how these things go conversations with people who you're grateful for having in your life until next week take care and Look for those little moments in the day that do genuinely provide you with that happiness. All the best.